Hi everyone, welcome to Training with Casey, where we explore animal training and living our best lives with animals. I'm Joseph Laughlin, producer of this podcast, and now here's your host, Casey Covert. Let's get started. Last episode, Casey and Sylvia talked about Rasha coming away from a pile of manure with lightning speed. So let's continue talking about more video victories. Let me see. I have another video up here, and I'm going to take a look. Ah, at we it. have video with old food uh, after. Not before, but after. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me see. Um, maybe I didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I hmm. may. Uh, 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 earlier, uh, earlier, earlier, earlier. Uh, yes, here. Uh, Russia and old food. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, when you remember uh, the video of the rotten food, <laughs> does anyone call you? This is the same, the same place. Oh, great! Oh, so this one just cycles. Okay, so she's seeing it. It's off to the left. I mean. You can even see right here that looks like yes, the this, old place. Yes, yes. Her and, favorite place on the earth, yes. And she is steadfastly staring ahead. And all the mm -hmm. Yes. And I love it very much to, 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 to come. Everybody, listen. You hear that modulation of the bridge? And we got to watch that again. So, okay, so there are people that say that their verbal bridge is not as good as a mechanical bridge because it varies. And we say, we don't want a mechanical bridge because you cannot bury it. And here you masterfully show how you modulate your bridge to keep your dog anchored to her correct behavior. And there's a lot of nuances on this, folks. If you're watching it, it when you go through the course, you learn there's a progression of when we accentuate the bridge and when we fade it back and when we up the pitch of it and so on and so forth. But here you see it beautifully applied with all of its nuances to get this dog successfully past her trigger. And this is a trigger. How long would you say she's had the questionable habit of dining at the dumpster. Uh, six years. Six years. <laughs> That's great. And sure, people, I you was can... sure that I, I lost her. Wait, right then, when she's yes. aiming away. Yes. yes. But you used her name to counterbalance that distraction. Mm -hmm. There you did it. And it brought her right back. Yeah, that is huge. So one of the things that 
people need to really be conscious of is we say in the definition of the perception modification that it's a set of protocols that empowers animals to cope with stress, manage their emotions, and then we started adding and melt away their problem behaviors. Mm-hmm. And as we develop the mental control and management of the dog, the dog solves the problems for themselves. And you see that here because how many cycles did you do with her to get her past this food? How many times did you have to take her back and forth? Uh, it was our first trial. Uh, it was, I know it was uh, not good. I, I should uh, start uh, on the leash, uh, you know, and, but. <laughs> Life happens. You go out for yes. a walk and then you're like, yes. oh yeah, I meant to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's and, try. <laughs> and, you know, there's two sides to this because people that go through the class, they teach the dogs the condition relaxation and they may do the condition relaxation in the presence of a trigger, but it doesn't always solve the problem. And we need to do cycles. And yet, in addition to that, there are many things that the dog will solve for us. Yes, I, I did in many cycles after uh, this day. And now when we go that way, I don't even have to use bridges. We just uh, go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just who you are together. And we're seeing that progression because she goes from seeing herself as, as I'm the dog that chases down the prey to I'm the dog that walks with Sylvia. Like you guys, Mm -hmm. your unity is more important to her than leaving. So I have a video also that I would like to show. Let me do stop share. I just happened to look it up. And uh, let me... So we, I just found this uh, yesterday and it's, it's in this series of what we're talking about. These things, uh, when you go, you never know what you're going to get. So I just closed that video before um, you and I started talking, not realizing, not thinking about how it shows the same thing. 
Well, I'll just have to show it another time. Uh-oh, Sylvia, now we've got music going. Uh-huh. Nothing that, there we go. Okay. All oh, right. I wish I had a video now from two or three, three weeks ago with Russia uh, on the walk when we met dear and she was off leash and I was so happy because she, she was perfect. And uh, yeah, I, I wish I had this video. Mm -hmm. Well, I know exactly what you mean because you you can't prove it to anybody unless you have the video and you can't study it unless yes. you have the video. But it's so profound. And the fact is, is all of a sudden, this stress of what happens if my dog runs after this person or this other dog or this prey animal and how is that going to ruin our lives? Will she get injured? Uh, will she get shot by a farmer? You know, will I get sued? Because all of this disappears. And all yes. of a sudden, the animal is more like a colleague and a companion. It's not somebody you have to worry about controlling. It's somebody that you can just really experience everything where you can, you know, instead of having to grab the collar, when you yes. see a stork or a moose, you can just say, Oh, wow. Look over there. So, you know, there's a moose over there. Do you see it? And this is something that, for example, dogs that want to kill cats, we teach them to be respectful of cats. We teach them to see and appreciate and study cats. And then we turn around and become their partner in cat hunting. Now, cat hunting is like wildlife photography. A lot of hunters turn into wildlife photographers because after a while, they realize they've got enough at, to eat at home. They don't really want to shoot an elk and have to carry it out of the mountains, but they do want to still go look for elk. And so instead of killing elk, they take pictures of elk. And so knowing that we took these dogs and we said, okay, if you can do this with a cat, if you can manage yourself, then we'll go hunting cats together. And by this time we had canvas the neighborhood we knew who the cats were in this neighborhood and where they hung out and something about their personalities and i will never forget this dog saw a cat under a car and it goes like this and i go oh, you saw the cat and the dog is like yes i did like with rasha doesn't go to chase the cat but comes back to me the fact that i saw that he saw the cat first so then we go a little further and there's a cat on the roof. And I say to the dog, oh, look, there's the cat. And the dog's like, there's no cat over there. Look up, look up on the roof. And the dog and the dog's like, oh, like that was cheating because a cat shouldn't be on the roof. Dang it.
I love that. I love that degree of working together, of being, it, it becomes just like working with another person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In my past, for example, um, I had a dog that worked with me at the University of Maryland on the farm. And I taught him the names of all the tools that we used. And then we were able to just go up to the farm with the track, uh, go up to the barn with the tractor. And I could lift him up. He rode in the front loader. And I'd lift the front loader up so he could jump into the loft of the barn and go get the tool, whatever tool it was we needed. Bring it back, throw it in the front loader, and then jump back in and we would then go do our work. It was like working with another Mm -hmm. person. It is so wonderful. So, and that's where you are with Rasha. And another thing about that is that she voluntarily took all of this over. Like as you showed her, I'm aware of what's out there and you don't have to chase it. And I appreciate you staying with us. She just became that dog. It's not like, you have to use that excellent recall every time you go out and see a moose where she starts chasing the moose and then comes back. Now here's the one we don't have the video of. You've got to tell about the deer that jumped out 40 feet away from you. Yes. 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 It was two or three weeks ago and it was something that convinced me that Russia uh, really understand SATS and th- that SATS is is great yes <laughs> that she <laughs> a- achieved five milestones and yeah. I saw it in uh, uh, by herself uh, yes and and if, I, I, I knew that she um, uh, could recognize her mental state and opposite mental state and 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 so on but very first time I, I saw something like this. I saw, I saw, um, uh, it was suddenly a deer ran out from um, the bushes on the right uh, and to, to the left. And uh, it was so, so close. Um, uh, it was about 15 meters from us. And Russia was leash. And of course, she immediately ran after the deer because too close distance, uh, too fast movement, and it was completely un- unexpected, completely. But yeah, like run first and then we'll figure it out uh, afterwards. Yeah. Yes, yes, I was in shock because it was... And after several steps, she abruptly stopped by herself uh, because I, I can't... Uh, yeah, you were <laughs> take still... <a> breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was in shock. Yes, yes. And she stopped and just watched uh, the deer run across the empty meadow and then disappear disappear into bushes on the left. And then I did target and bridges and Russia returned to me uh, without any hesitation. 
and she was so happy. She wasn't unhappy that I recall her. She was yeah. so happy with, uh, did you see it too in her eyes? You know, She could was, share that experience. Amazing. Like she, she knew that you knew. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I get the feeling so yes. often that animals think that we're just stupid. Like, the game runs out and we don't show any response. And they're like, do you not realize you could eat that? Or, you know, some other thing like that, or like, you know, uh, a gunshot or fireworks or something like that. And we're just calm. And there's people I've seen that have said, oh, well, how you react to the gunshot will determine it for your dog. Well, that's not always true. And it can look like you're just oblivious to the important things that are happening around the dog. And when you start naming the things as they happen, it just opens the mind of the dog. All of a sudden they're like, oh, she reacts differently than I do, but she knows that that's happening. Let me study why she reacts differently. And we see them choosing to react more like us whereas before when they thought we just didn't get it they kind of become frantic like do you not realize so our colleague kim hawkinson who's also a dog trainer uh, and a sats trainer talks about how her dog harlow would bark frantically every afternoon when her daughters got off the bus and so finally, with Sat's name and explain, she thought to tell Harlow, it's three o'clock. The girls will be getting home from school. Please be easy when they come in the door. And all of a sudden, Harlow suddenly didn't bark. It's like Harlow probably thought, that Kim was insensible to the fact that her babies had just gotten home and it was Harlow's job to bring Kim on duty, like take care of these kids. But when Kim comes in and says ahead of time, here's what will happen. All of a sudden the dog's like, are you telling me that all this time I didn't need to bark my head off? Why didn't you tell me before? This is Sats. Let's revisit what you said about the five milestones, because I think a lot of people, when they encounter that idea, they're like, whatever. But you you said that Rasha proved to you that she'd achieved the fifth milestone. Yes. Yes, of course. So for those of you that don't know what they are, we believe that animals and people, when we just act out, are not necessarily acting out consciously. We are prompted by our feelings. A lot of times our reactions are emotional. One of the first things that we need to realize is that we have a mental state, that there's a name for the way we're being whether we are being aggressive or reactive or calm or aroused. 
So that is the first milestone where the animal recognizes a mental state. So Sylvia, take us through the second one. Oh, uh, the second one is when an animal um, recognizes opposing mental state. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yes. And this is where we open their mind up to choice. That yes, this is the way you present it. But look, sometimes you're this way and that's different. And then the third step is they have to learn that it's possible to go between those two opposites. The fourth step, do you want to take it? Uh, yes, uh, it, it's when animals learn how to change their own mental yeah. state on you or by themselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So guys, it's a progression. First, you have to know that you've got a mental state. Then you have to know that you have more than one. Then you have to know that it's possible to move between them. Then you have to learn how to move between them. And the fifth milestone is... Uh to choose to change. Mm -hmm. To choose to change. And we take the dogs to that point. For all professional dog trainers out there, this is a hallelujah moment for you. Because I have myself experienced this in my early training career. And I've heard countless trainers talk about their dread of sending the dog back home. Because home is where the problem developed and was rehearsed over and over again. But as we see from Michelle and from Sylvia, Rosh had been doing things this other way for six years. And there was a high payoff every time she chased a deer or a squirrel or a moose. There's an incredible adrenaline and dopamine surge. And these are the most addictive substances known to science. And yet, what is more addictive than dopamine? And that is mastering dopamine. To take the animal from the point where it's not us imposing suppression of the animal. Like, you may want to chase that deer, but don't you dare chase that deer. No, we don't say that. We say, that's a deer, and you and I are walking. And the dog says, yes, I'm with you walking. The dog is making the decision, and as Sylvia explained to us, Rasha, even when she was in full-blown pursuit of the deer, suddenly consciously thought to herself, this is not the dog I am right now. I'm going to walk with yeah. Sylvia. And what this means is that if anything ever happens to Sylvia and Rasha goes to a new home, or if Rasha is at the vets and gets out, or a friend is taking Rasha for a walk, Rasha will still be the same mentally developed, conscious animal. She is the one that learns the technique 
and she is the one that applies it. And it does, she no longer depends on a human to have safe behavior. It, it's, and we never imagined, we never imagined that this is what would happen and this is how it would happen. So if you're a trainer and you start to come learn sets, and maybe you think, gee, they take a kind of a long view of things. They're explaining a lot of things and we're not necessarily going out there with our little treat bucket and our leash and all this stuff. Open your mind because if you do and you learn this process, your animal is going to be driving their own training and performance forward and you will be the coach and the assistant yes that's perfect that's outstanding okay our next challenge is this you tell me when you're ready to take it you're ready now all right let's do it and we're sitting there well not sitting we're running trying to keep up with the dog what is ahead of you for the next thing sylvia what are you uh eager to do next I I I'm sure that uh, um, next level of, of perception modification, of course, because Casey, you know, I was uh, I was this type of and I I didn't believe, really didn't believe that it's possible to stop chasing. Um, uh, if we talk about my Russia without e collar, I was. Uh, she was she, she she was six years old. She had um, three rabbits. Um, she killed three rabbits. So she her chasing sometimes was um, um, successfully yes. And, yeah, like the ultimate and I payoff. That, yes, I thought that Ecolar it it's I should to use this. And I didn't believe that such resolve uh, will, will, will resolve our problem. Absolutely. And it's happened. I, I totally get it. But it's so... Uh, I mean, it's just so deep. Because you look at you and I. We're strong. I don't know about you, but I'm willful. Like, as soon as you tell me what I can't do, I put it on my calendar. I'm going to do that. And yet, if you just ask me, could you help me with this? I will bend myself over backwards to help me, help you. But if you tell me what to do, I'll be somebody totally different. And so with the dogs and the other animals, we stop telling them what to do and we start asking them, can you do this with us? Is this something you'd be willing to do? Is this, so okay, so I have a surprise and we, we need to end our podcast, but hold on one second. This just occurred to me because I wasn't remembering that you're actually a scent work detector uh, instructor. Okay. So I don't know if you can yes. see what that is. What's that one? 
I can't. Bobcat. Ah, Here's okay. Bobcat. And we also have deer, squirrel, coyote, <laughs> wild boar. Uh, we don't have mountain lion. We don't have a possum. We do have raccoon. So what I have here is a vocabulary of animals. It's like a dictionary of the animals so that I can teach the dog what each of those animals is called just from their scent. And then I can teach him to look for that particular scent. And you said you've gotten this before too, right? You've gotten the sense. Okay, let's talk further. Oh my I'll bet you we can rock the socks off of scent detection work and scent detection games. So that here's Rasha, <laughs> this consummate hunter. And she mastered the stuff. She's like a, a soldier that you know goes off to get military training, the first thing they have to learn is you don't shoot your gun at somebody just because they irritate you. you know, they have to learn to be self-managed first. You don't want a soldier going off with a big gun and then shooting people because they make him angry. So once they learn that, then they learn how to do all the soldier things and they go out and they are trusted. This is a strange thing to say, but to go kill people. Well, similarly, like with the cats and the cat hunting and the dogs and the game, we can take that control and funnel it into outstanding things that we can do together that are fun, that allow the dog to express that incredible talent that they have for finding game and all that kind of thing but funnel it into something productive that we can enjoy together. I don't know if you're like me, Sylvia, but my dog would love to chase game. I'm not really up for the challenge myself. Like if I try to chase a deer across the field with my dog, just to be a good colleague, it's going to be a short run. We'll have to think together. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you we can come up with some ways to do this. That would be really fun. I look forward to that. Did you have any? Oh, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to help develop it. So, Sylvia, would you like to leave people with any um, final thoughts for today? <sighs> All my dog trainers career, I um, I told my and my clients dog, uh, don't do this, don't do this. Uh, 